Hello to all and welcome to the Apostolic Scribbler. I am your host, Yolanda Osborne-Khan, and we are so excited that you have joined us. On last week, we talked about we are blessed beyond measure when we give. We talked about tithe, time, and our talent and how important they are in our local church. We also discussed the importance of tithing, offerings, and sowing and knowing the difference. Today is part three of the last of a three-part series called Giving, an Expression of Thankfulness. We will talk about the importance of how we give versus how much you give. We'll see in the last section of our three-part series that God is concerned about the attitudes of our hearts when we give and when we learn why it is so very important to give cheerfully and not begrudgingly or under compulsion. You're here not by chance, but are here by divine appointment. So listen in as we hear what God reveals to us in the last installment of our series, Giving an Expression of Thankfulness. Hello to all and welcome to the Apostolic Scribbler. I am your host, Yolanda Osborne-Khan, and we are so excited that you have joined us. Last week was our final installment of a three-part series called Giving an Expression of Thankfulness. We discussed the importance of tithing, our offerings, and sowing, and knowing the difference. We also talked about how God is more concerned about how we give versus how much we give. We learned in scripture that when we give, that we are to give cheerfully not begrudgingly or up under compulsion. Guess what? You are not here by chance, but are here by divine appointment. Let's dive in and see how today's topic, brimming with blessings, can be applied to our lives as we seek God's provision and guidance. Scripture has many examples of prayer that show us what happens when we call upon the name of the Lord. And just like the Lord's Prayer, also known as the model prayer, which we discussed in length in several episodes prior to this one, that the prayer of Jabez shows us the results of an extraordinary yet inspiring take on how we can approach God with our request. So 2 Timothy 3, 16 and verse 17 tells us that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So this prayer is important. It is something that we can add to our tool belt and that when we pray, just like when we use the model prayer, we learned how to break down that prayer and we learned how to make it our own. So what we're going to do with the J's, Jabez prayer is we're going to break it up into parts and unpack it for you so that we can get a real picture and a real view knowing that Jabez did not have a special prayer recipe, he, nor a mythology of how to get something from God. He, he didn't have a hidden agenda, rather he was calling God to help him to be what we would call in today's term, a successful influencer, but not just with material wealth, but in the things of God. So the prayer of Jabez, what is it? Well, it is a prayer that literally walks us into overflow. It is brimming with blessings. 
So much so, many of us pray it today. The prayer of Jabez is found in 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10, and it reads like this. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thy hand might be with me, and that thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him which he requested. So what I'm going to strive to do is I'm going to unpack this prayer and we're going to break it up into four parts. First, Jabez asks God to bless him. Second, he asks God to enlarge his territory or increase his responsibility. Third, he prays that God will be with him and stays close. And then the last thing that Jabez asks is that God keep him from harm so that he will be from pain or free from hurting someone else. So the first thing the scripture tells us about Jabez is that he cried to the God of Israel. And Jabez states that God is Lord over him. He, he acknowledges God. He realizes that God is the headship of his life. So we learn when we pray, we begin by acknowledging God and acknowledging who he is. So again, we learned in the Lord's prayer, the model prayer, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So right off the jump in the Lord's prayer, we acknowledge that God has lordship and headship over our lives. It puts us in a position of submitting and being able to hear and acknowledge who God is. So the lesson of Jabez is that early on, he realizes that if God is with him and that if he keeps God near him, that God will fulfill his request. And that's what happened. Psalm 73 and 28 tells us, but as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord my refuge that I may tell of all your works. Another example is Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord continually before me because he is at my right hand and I will not be shaken. Now, another example of what Jabez was going through, and we're going to get to this later, is Psalm 34 and 18, but it is applicable in the beginning of the text. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. So Jabez was crushed in his spirit. His name meant pain and his mom intentionally named him that name because she endured a great deal of pain and labor when she was giving birth to him. So we can see in the very beginning of the text that Jabez's cry is sincere and it is a heartfelt plea. And so in this text, we understand that the Lord is near the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. In the second part of the text, that you would bless me. And this is what Jabez is asking, Lord, that you would bless me indeed. So he not only recognizes God as the one and only true living God, but he expresses that his blessings come from God alone. Many times we're just chasing 
empty promises and blessings that the world wants to convince us that that these things that we so desire are valuable and the world screams and is loud and tells us that we need to work harder we need to work longer we need to sacrifice everything to get just a minimal return and sometimes nothing sometimes the return is absolutely nothing but we see in Jabez's example that when we pray and we do it with a heart full and that is invested with what God says and who God is and the nature of who he is, that we are invested in the blessings of God. So the third part of the prayer, that you would multiply my territory. The main thought has been introduced to us is that Jabez is simply referring to physical land um, and we talk about when asking God to multiply our territory that is just you know plots of land or acreage but um, after looking into Jabez's ancestry um, I, I stumbled upon several commentators um, one named Matthew Poole who says that Jabez called on the God of Israel and that when he was undertaking some great and dangerous service that, you know, that the conquest of the land in Canaan was just, it was dangerous. And so when he began praying this prayer, enlarge my territory, it was in fact to drive out these wicked and cursed Canaanites whom those that have cast out or God had commanded to root out. And therefore, Jabez was justly begging and crying out to God and asking him to multiply his territory to root them out. And then within him asking, he expected the blessing and the execution of what he asked. We can understand that this request is not just about wealth, but how Jabez or how we through this prayer, we can see an impact in the kingdom of God. What Jabez was asking and what he wanted was he wanted his spiritual territory to increase as well and to claim generations for the Lord of Israel in advance. So do, do we need to claim or reclaim some of the land Satan has taken from us? Um, when we pray, do we ask God to multiply our territory? And when we pray, do we pray with expectation that God is going to come through for us? Well, this particular part of the prayer, this particular section that you may multiply my territory gives us an example of when we ask God that we should expect him to do it. Because the scripture goes on to say, and God granted him his request. Okay, now we're at the fourth part of the text when Jabez asked, Lord, let your hand be upon me. So the hand of the Lord is a biblical term for God's power and presence in the lives of his people. And you can see Joshua 4 and 24, as well as Isaiah 59 and 1. But the phrase the Lord, or the phrase the hand of the Lord is used many times in the Old Testament and sometimes has a negative um a negative meaning and that is that there's a sense of God's hand being against someone in judgment but in this text 
Jabez is asking that your hand be with me, that your hand be up on me, because he understands that walking with God and and understanding who the one and truly the one and true living God is, is that with his hand be upon me, then I will be blessed, that I will multiply, that I am able to be a blessing as well as receive the blessings. So in Psalm 77 and 10, the psalmist wrote, I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High. Here Jabez prayed in advance for something to remember later, and that was to see the hand of God with him now. So this is an example of us praying for our future or praying for future generations. Well, while we're praying, praying to the blessor, we understand that we are continually being blessed. And then as we steward the blessing, that we are able to bless generation upon generation ahead of us. Jabez wanted God to be in every minute of his day. He he understood the power of God's hand to protect and to lead him in the right direction. Blessings can become curses if it's not God's hand supplying and leading us. So when we pray, we should ask for more than blessings and provision, but that God's hand would direct us in all our ways and all our paths that we acknowledge him through all circumstances, situations, incidents, and the very fiery trials that come our way. That, my friend, is the greatest blessing. Now, the last part of Jabez's prayer is to keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. The name Jabez literally means born with pain. I mentioned it earlier that his own mother named him this because of the pain she endured in labor the pain that she had while giving birth to him. So this goes back to that scripture that we mentioned, Psalms 34 and 18. The Lord is near the brokenhearted, and he saves those crushed in spirit. So what we want to see here is that when Jabez prays, he speaks against the evidentiary testament of his name and lets go of the disgrace and stigma that was assigned to him by his mother. A lot of times we are called by things of our past. We People call us things or call us a nickname that no longer represents who we are, right? And so Jabez's name meant pain. And so he was able to let go of the shame and he prayed and God turned his shame into his glory. It's just so powerful. This is why we don't have to reflect things that have happened to us in the past and we don't have to dwell and live based on what people call us, but it's based on what you answer to. And this, my friend, is just powerful. This is a nugget. We learned that we learn here that when we submit our will to God and and we pray like Jabez did in earnest, we will begin to see God move in mighty ways and we will be able to walk in the overflow with confidence in spite of our past, in spite of our daily challenges and distractions. Jabez's life started out in pain. I mean, it, you know, just imagine 
in Hebrew life, your name was a great deal. So your name precedes you, even the meaning of your name. The scripture says a child is known by his works and your name is a precious ruby, right? So your name stands for something. And if people knew it to, to be painful, then, I mean, he started out already having to overcome um, shame. And so he was able to do that. His life started in pain, but ended with brimming in blessings. Because the Bible says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me and thou wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And the Bible says, and God granted his request. You know, we just, we've got to dig a little deeper and understand that when we pray that there is passion, that there are things in our hearts that we want to, you know, give to God and that our pleas, he wants us to call him. He wants to hear from us. It's important that we understand that God loves to give good gifts. To whom, right? Well, to those who ask. He says, ask and you shall receive. There's something about us asking that God likes. And the Lord wants us to ask him for good things. And the book of James tells us that if we have not, it's because we ask not. Have you asked God to bless you? Have you asked God to multiply your territory? To keep his hand upon you? To keep you from evil? Jabez did. And that is why he changed the course of not only his life, but generations thereafter. And that is why he was brimming with blessings. Almighty and gracious God, we just invite you into our life. We ask that you be the center of all that we do. We pray for your blessing today that we are successful and that you increase our sphere of influence, not for our sake, but for your kingdom's sake. Help us to reach our goals and accomplish that which you have put upon our hearts pertaining to your people. Lord, Proverbs 16 and 3 says to commit thy works unto the Lord and thy thoughts shall be established. Lord, help our thinking to be established. Help our works to be established in you. Help us to be able to increase the things that you have placed in us through our members, through our thinking, through our finance. God, that we, we just come to you and we give you our tithes, our offering, and our seeds. And we ask that you would bless us in return. Cause the windows of heaven to open and pour out showers of blessings as you have promised. Bless our jobs, our businesses with prosperity so that we can keep earning money to support not only our family, but your kingdom's work. Oh God, we know that you, you promised to bless us financially so that we can bless others too. And so fulfill your word in our lives today. Thank you for allowing us to walk in the overflow, brimming with blessings. Amen. Support this podcast by going to our website where you can subscribe and share. You can visit me on all social media forums at The Apostolic Scribbler or visit me online at theapostolicscribbler.com as well as my podcast called The Apostolic Scribbler, which streams on multiple platforms such as Anchor, Breaker, 
Google Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, Spotify, and Radio Public. Join us on Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as we examine and investigate the mysteries of the Bible. Tune in next time, and together we may be surprised by what we find out.